0: Hello, you have reached the Wild Woman Hotline, a place for visionary entrepreneurs like you to listen in on value-packed episodes for growing your brand in bold and strategic ways. What's up, Wild Woman? And welcome back to another episode of The Hotline. At this time, while I'm recording this episode, we are heading into the Christmas season, which means that the new year is right around the corner. So in the world of branding and marketing, just to kind of let you in behind the scenes, the end of a year and then the very beginning of a new year is really when any sort of branding or marketing expert sees an uptick in their business because this is typically when entrepreneurs are trying to get their shit together before Q1 of the next year, or they're trying to get their shit together because they didn't get it together at the end of the last year, so they're trying to do so at the beginning of the year. So for you, why this matters is, if you are an entrepreneur and a business owner that is looking to grow your email list, or if you're trying to improve your email marketing skills because you want to use it as an additional marketing channel or maybe as an additional sales channel or maybe you are just ready to transition out of relying so much on social media and start to really take ownership of your audience, well, this episode is for you. And trust me when I say this is one that you're gonna wanna save because today's expert who is a professional email marketer, Liz Wilcox, is one of the best well-spoken experts I have ever talked to about email marketing. And she is going to fill you in on not just like the tactical skills that you need to be a really good email marketer, but also more of those like intuitive, emotional skill sets that you're going to need that will help you connect with your audience so that people want to read your emails. They look forward to your email showing up in their inbox. So if you're new to Liz, She has a killer personality, and you are just gonna love her. And she actually calls herself the fresh princess of email marketing because in her words, she always keeps her tips and tricks fresh so that you can grow your audience and sell your offers as easily as possible. So Liz is an email strategist and keynote speaker that likes to show small businesses how to build online relationships, package up their magic, and turn it into emails that people want to read and most importantly purchase from because remember we're not just content creators we are business owners so from ways to get your first 100 subscribers all the way to launching products and services and creating successful sales this conversation with liz literally covers it all so like i said Save this one for later. Use it as a key resource as you move into the new year or even whenever you need a refresher on email marketing. So with no further ado, let's dive on into this epic, epic value-packed convo with Liz Wilcox. Liz, the fresh princess of email marketing. I wanna hear your story. Tell me all about how you got into doing what you now do and why you call yourself the fresh princess of email marketing. I, want, I need to hear the story. <laughs>
1: Okay, super dope. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much. And thank you for listening at home. So I actually, unlike a lot of email marketers where the story goes like, oh, I I was, you know, a copywriter and I, you know, bust my chops there or whatever the phrase is. I don't know. It's late in the day. um. But, you know, and then I, I started going in at it alone. Like that was not my story. So my story is I started off as an RV travel blogger. Right. And so I was actually living in chaos when I started emailing people and started my online business. But I saw like I no joke. I googled. How to make money from my RV because I wanted to travel. I was like, there's gotta be a way, there's gotta be a way to do this. And I um I Googled it. I saw some kids, I say kids, they were like two years younger than me. They were like in their 20s. And I was like, what? They have a blog, they're making money, you can make money online, and so I was like, I'm gonna do that. And so I started this RV travel blog and I mentioned that backstory because I didn't start a blog as like this passion project, like, oh, I just want to talk about RVs. Like y'all, I did not know anything about RVs, but here I was with the RV travel site. Right. But, you know, I listened to podcasts like Tristan's and everybody was saying like, oh, I wish I would have started my email list earlier. And mama didn't raise no fool. I was like, that's what I'm going to do. So of course I, you know, I did the blog thing, but on the side, it was really all, everything was to feed into the email list. And so I started emailing people. I launched my very first product with an email list of like 300 people. And I want to pause and say my very first product, let this be inspiration. If you're like, uh, I can't sell my thing or I can't come up with a good enough idea. My first, and I'm going to lean into the mic here. My first product was a book about poop. No joke. It was. Probably, I was gonna say, Tristan. You can't see her, but she's muting and she's dying laughing. I'm, I was wondering I'm if she's gonna I'm muting because
0: in. I tell all my guests. I'm like, listen. I live by an airport. There's planes flying over me every day. I don't want to mess up your audio, but I. That is hilarious. Oh my goodness. <laughs> tell us about the poop book. Yeah.
1: So yeah, and this will go into uh, why they call me the fresh princess of email. Uh, I got some real fresh ideas. That's a real interesting
0: segue, by the way. (laughs) I
1: yeah. So I, I didn't know what I. I didn't know anything and I didn't know anything about RVing, but that was my subject matter. So I was building my email list. I was like six or seven months in and I was just kind of feeling deflated. Like, I'm sure you can relate. Right. And I was like, what the heck am I going to do? How am I going to make money? You know what? I can't create a course on X. I don't I don't. I don't even know what X is. And so I just asked my audience, I said, hey, you've been following me a while. I sent it out to my email list. I put it on social media. I said, why the heck do you follow me? Sometimes I'm talking about RVing. Sometimes I'm talking about, you know, this other thing, talking about motherhood, whatever, whatever. I'm all over the place. They said, well, Liz, you know, you can tell a really good story and you're pretty funny. So that's when it kind of hit me. I was like, oh, I should create a book of funny stories about RVing. Like I want to be an RV lady. So it'll be about RVing. So it's called Tales from the Black Tank. And if you've never camped, the black tank is where your sewage goes. Um, And I actually sold, (laughs) I sold um, to an email list of 300. I made over $7,000 in the first 90 days. It got picked up by an international sponsor that gave me money for, they were going to use it as a lead generation tool. And they gave me like Seven bucks for every one. Like I was only selling it for 10. It was crazy. And that's where it really kind of lit a fire. Like, oh my gosh, this is real. I could really do the damn thing, right? And so uh, fast forward, I created some more products. I created my first, finally created a digital course. I had 141 people on the wait list and I launched it a few months later after some pre-launch stuff. And I did Monday through Friday, typical cart close. And I made 141 sales. So yeah, take a second, breathe that in that is when I went into email marketing. So I started telling people about that. I went to like a copywriters conference. I have no idea what I was doing there. And everyone was like, wait, you did what? No, you didn't. That's impossible. I'm like, girl, check the receipts. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I've got receipts. (laughs) (laughs) They're on my homepage. Now you can go to lizwilcox.com. the screenshots there. Um, but I just realized in that moment, like meeting with other people that Sure, people were seeing results from email, but it wasn't the results that I was seeing. I was apparently, you know, toot toot, that's me tooting my own horn. Like, I was just seeing wild results. And once I started noticing all my friends, you know, were doing similar things to me, but having, you know, the quote unquote flopped launch, I was like, y'all, come over here. Like, Mama Liz got you. Like, we're going to do this. So that's when I actually sold the RV blog, went all in on email and you know that's a really long story of how I got uh, to be the Fresh Princess. So they call me the Fresh Princess because I have fresh ideas, and I, I love I love the Fresh Prince of Bel Air,
0: right? And you literally look like Will from the Fresh Prince right now. So.
1: <laughs> oh wow! Well, thank you. She, yeah, you can't she's see me. I got a backwards shirt, shirt yep.
0: backwards hat. <laughs> I, love I it. do.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm very 90s themed, um, so it just made sense.
0: And what a cool freaking story. And I think this is so refreshing because so many people share this experience where they're like, had no clue. And now here I am as an expert, right? Didn't necessarily go to school, didn't receive any sort of like formal training necessarily. But here you are creating these wild results doing things on your own term and I think that's such a refreshing story because so many people, especially those that have the ambition to get into a different career path or have the ambition to pivot in their brand are terrified of that lack of uh, like professional experience right but it's like no 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 no. You can find your own way and you can use your own methods and you can create these type of results. So tell us what you think the core driver of that success was. And you mentioned like you can tell a really good story. and You have a great sense of humor. Is there anything else that's missing from that equation that you think really helped you to create those sorts of results with your first official course launch?
1: Sure. So let's just be real. I was hungry, y'all. Like, I don't know. If you don't like, if you don't have a driving force behind you, like, I think, who is it like Mel Robbins or something I keep seeing on Instagram, like no one's coming, no one's coming to make you exercise or make you create that course or whatever. I can't, it's, it's some, you know, inspirational lady online. Right. And I'm like, that's so true. And so for me, like on top of strategy and we can get into the strategy and tactics in a minute. I was hungry. I was like, I'm starting this as a business. I'm going to figure this out. And on top of wanting to travel the country with my family, I have financially supported my mother since I was about 16 years old, either part-time or full-time. And so I didn't really have any, I don't know, any room to doubt myself. I just had to take action. I had to support my family. And by the time I had launched that course, we had hit the road. Um, my husband had gotten out of the military and my blog was pretty much the only money that, you know, was supporting us. And so I had, I had to make it work. I didn't have any choice. And so instead of, you know, spending five days, Oh, what, what course platform am I going to use? I just picked one, right. Just being able to make quick decisions, um, and just go with my gut. And because I had a very strong email list, because I had been, this is where the tactics come out. I had been, you know, pre-selling. I had been consistently emailing once a week for years. I had created a course that they t- again told me, yes, this is what I want. Um, I saw a great success.
0: Amazing. And I'm really curious if, because I want to get into nitty gritty. I have so many selfish questions and everybody listening knows that I asked the selfish questions so you don't have to, but for you, if you could go back, or if you had all of the wisdom that you now had, and you had to start from zero subscribe, like zero list, Mm -hmm. what are the top things that you would do to a grow that list, but then also to kind of cultivate that list community so that there is that conversion happening. Like, what do you have to do on behalf of the person writing? And what would you do with all of the knowledge that you now have if you had to sum it down to like a handful of things?
1: Yeah. So number one, just get on Facebook or wherever you are most active on social media and just tell people you got this new email list. Hey, I'm going to send you tips on X, Y, and Z. This is my new thing. I'm excited about it. If you're interested, you know, sign up here type of thing. I've started three email lists, every single email list I've started on Facebook where I said, hey, this is my new thing. Come along for the ride type of thing. Um, Just be as, number two, be as excited as you can about it. No one is ever going to be more excited about your email list and your stuff than you, right? Like, you know, we can't all have like the helicopter mom in the corner, like rah, rah, rahing you on. Like that's not real life, right? It's just you and a laptop probably, right? Um, So you have to be excited. You have to show your excitement. And that's not to say like pretend you're not scared or something. You can even say those things. I actually on Facebook right now, it's like the anniversary of me launching that Tales from the Black Tank. So I'm seeing all these. To me, they feel cringy. But that is actually what sold my book. I was like, hey, don't forget I have this book out. I really want to hit, you know, 20 sales. I'm so nervous. I'm not going to hit it. You know, but I was just being open and honest about the journey. And that... I was just doing it naturally, but now from a strategic point of view, I'm like, wow, that was really something. Because a lot of people are too afraid to be that open and honest and vulnerable about their stuff. Um, but it really worked in my in my favor. And there are people out there that teach you, I don't know, quote unquote, how to be human in your business. <laughs> Where I was just, you know, if if you if you Google me and you see what I look like, you'll be like, oh yeah, that lady's out there. Um, <laughs> She's just doing the most, um, but I really was truly doing the most. But just not being afraid to say like, hey, this is my new project or, hey, I'm trying this new thing. Do you know somebody or are you interested in being on the email list? And then just being very consistent with your email list. Now, this isn't to say, you know, you listen to this today, three months from now, you did all the things except be consistent. And now you just give up. I don't ever want you to give up. You can always get those people back or build more. um. But just being consistent, and just saying, hey, I'm going to email one if once a month is all you can do right now just telling people I'm going to email you once a month. For me, I, if you join my email list day three, I tell you I'm going to email you every Tuesday. Spoiler alert, it's Wednesday at the time of this recording. And I did not email my people yesterday. I have to do that after this. People will forgive you. But nothing gets your butt in the chair more than telling your people in a welcome sequence, hey, I'm going to email you once a week or I'm going to email you once a month, right? Mm -hmm. Um, If I didn't have that, I probably wouldn't be emailing today. (laughs) And I'm going to say like, hey, normally I email on Tuesdays, but I was traveling yesterday. You know, it's Wednesday, get it done anyway, right? Um, And then the last thing is when you are selling, again, uh, kind of going back to that place of don't be afraid to be a little vulnerable, sharing the process along the way, not spending three months, you know, listening to Tristan, watching webinars, building out your course, doing it all in silence. That's, that's not the right way to do it. Think about when Beyonce and Adidas, they did some, what was it called Tristan? Do you know what I'm talking about? It was called something park.
0: Oh, uh, is it Ivy park?
1: Ivy Park. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But also with her Renaissance album, she talked about it and shared about it for months and then was like, yes. but it's not coming out for a while. And everyone's like, I'm yeah. sorry. What? Like, this is the craziness of that approach, right? Is what you're talking about is basically like inviting people into the journey with you and building anticipation and just the Beyonce moment. Like, let's all learn from Beyonce's Renaissance album here because why not learn from the Queen? She hyped it up for months and in the effects of that the interest in what she was doing became so big that the word renaissance became a top performing keyword in google and analysis like data analysis are projecting that because of that people going to renaissance festivals is going to increase because they're going to be shown more things about renaissance festivals because the term renaissance how funny is that like yeah the anticipation and getting people hyped is so real
1: Right. And maybe you're thinking, you know, oh, well, I'm not a hype man, Liz. Like I'm kind of an introvert. I'm shy or I'm soft-spoken or, you know, all I wear is the color black or whatever you're, is going on in your head right now. Like it, you don't have to be Beyonce, but we can learn to just share the process. And people will invest when they know you are invested. Right. So really, you know, hey, I... I spent two hours today on my course, Uh, you know, I got X amount done and I'm wondering if there's anything I'm missing hit reply. And, you know, if you can think of a module, I haven't talked about yet, or um, you know, I'm thinking, I'm launching a new podcast. Uh, What should the cover art be? Getting people part of the process, sharing the, you know, the checklist, so to speak, Once the thing launches, they feel like they are a part of it. They have seen that you were invested, that you spent your time, money, energy, other resources on it. And so it's worth it for them to do the same, right? And that's why I saw such great success on top of really knowing my email list and knowing the type of product that they wanted, Mm -hmm. helping them or having them be a part of every single decision of the course. Of course, they're going to buy it or at least check it out, right? They're going to be like, oh, yeah, that's I know Liz has been working since December. I know she had to do this. Um, I helped her with the cover art. I did this, you know, whatever. Um, That really, really helps you sell. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just getting it out there on social media, starting your list there, being consistent and then sharing the process every step of the way, even if you're not B2B. Guys, I was doing this with men in their 60s my email list was men in their 60s like they don't give a crap about in fresh prints whatever right but i was able to connect with them know what they want be consistent and have them part of the process so that they bought from me
0: mm-hmm. and one thing you didn't mention which i find really interesting is there was no freebie to hey guys sign up for my email list. It was literally just a call to action to get people to join your list so that you have a more like private way of communicating with them. So do you absolutely need a freebie to grow your email list? Did you just completely break the box
1: right now or? That's (laughs) so funny. Of course, yeah, of course I have a freebie. Of course I want you to go to LizWilcox.com and grab it. You know, But at the end of the day, when you're first starting and if things feel overwhelmed, just get going. Just say, I'm going to share with you XYZ tips, or this is going to be where you can get discounts or whatever the heck you're doing, right? This is where you're going to see the next product launch. That is enough for the right people. And to Tristan's point, those are going to be the intimate people that are super interested, that are actually going to open your list, give you the confidence, click on your thingy majiggy, um And share with their friends. Right. And then you can think, okay, yeah, of course, you know, I need a freebie for when I get on a podcast or a summit or something like that. But just to get started, you don't need the perfect thing. You just need to find a few people, build up your confidence and go from there.
0: Beautiful. Amazing. Are you ready to get into more of the hands dirty, nitty gritty of email marketing, because I have so many questions. And I know that people have questions too. So I'm going to ask on behalf of them. Now, let's just say we're in the beginning stages of starting our email because I want to do I want I would love to hear your advice for beginning and then also for somebody that maybe has a larger list. And I think a really common issue that both of those can experience is obviously open rate and click rate, not from the standpoint of a vanity metric, but from the standpoint of like, why are people not interested in this thing that i'm putting all this time into and then why is it not converting so i'm not so much interested in like the strategic side of well how do we get our click rate up like how do we actually get people engaged with our emails and then cause that conversion that we're trying to create with
1: buttons calls to action etc awesome great question um so every email has three jobs Number one, get it seen. Number two, get it opened. And number three, get the person to take action. So I love that Tristan said, like, you know, let's just talk about, let's take it back, right? Because that's the first job, right? Let's get it seen. So in order to get it seen, that means, you know, they either have to find it in spam or hopefully it just lands in the inbox, which if we do these next couple things you will land in the inbox as much as possible and not the promo you, folder right Well actually Tristan I'm so glad you brought that up let me tell you something Yes If you land in promotions Google Gmail is actually doing its job you are a promotional email even if you're not sending a sales email you are a company and so Google is you know pretty much one of the largest companies ever and so it's actually doing a great job of putting you in promotions, and it's doing its job correctly. Now, Outlook, as much as nobody uses it, you know, aka Hotmail. I still have my Hotmail account. Um, does <laughs> they they do it? They do it differently, and they actually do a better job. They don't use the word promotions; they use the word like other, and it's much easier. But most of us use Gmail because it's 2022. You'll find Liz Wilcox is stuck in the 90s. Forgive me keep moving with me, but if you land in promotions, yes, it is frustrating, but no, you are not doing anything wrong, and as Gmail grows, and as privacy policies um, are put into place, you will probably only see more of that, so I don't want you to stress about it. That's mm-hmm. actually Google doing its job. Okay. It's a crappy job that we don't like them to do, right. Right, right. <laughs> Um, and there are ways, you know, Sometimes I land in promotion. Sometimes I land in the inbox. Um, at the time of this recording, it's mid 2022. There's a lot of changes going on um, that, especially if you're a beginner, like please just fast forward because I don't want, I always want you to feel good about email and that stuff is like really technical. So until you've been emailing for a couple of years and you're really trying to, to Tristan's point about like increase those conversions, don't even stress about it. Um, but I'm glad you brought that up because now, now I get to put on like my geek hat. I, lo- I love it. I literally, you can't see it. I think I'm using it to prop up my mic, but I have like a 300 word book right now called like email marketing rules. And it's like all that geeky stuff. So oh, I girl. do, I geek out on email. I am glad that you do because not <laughs> everybody does. Yes, so, exactly. Hey. that. It's job security. I'm like, don't freak out about email. Let me freak out about email. And I will just tell you what you need to know and give you the next step as you need it. Um, 100
0: percent, and i didn't mean to sidetrack you but i had a client reach out to me and Mm -hmm. she was like hey just so you know your emails would do so much better if they went into my main inbox instead of my promotions and i'm like unfortunately that's not anything i have control over you can flag it so that it goes to your inbox but you manually have to do that so anybody listening if that has been happening to you you're not doing anything wrong you're not getting flagged as spam it's just gmail so thank you for cleaning that
1: up (laughs) yeah so and gmail is kind of wild right now they're changing a lot of things you know some good some bad um and so it's just that's just kind of the name of the game right now but that does not mean that email is less effective that you're never going to get your emails opened um you know it just means that you know we have to learn just you know just like Instagram over the weekend, they changed the update and then they went back on their word. (laughs) Uh, You know, like, you know, that's just the name of technology. Right. So Mm -hmm. if you're in business, you're in business for the long run. So just hold on tight, baby. Uh, You know, that's a separate episode on all the tech stuff. Um, (laughs) But in general, in order to get people to open your emails, you have to get them to care. So I want, you know, I gave you those three rules. And what I want you to think about the inbox is it's just like a mailbox, right? So you've got, you go out to your mailbox, you check your mail, like, oh, that's a bill. I know it's not due to the 12th. I'm not even going to open it right now. And oh my gosh, this is, you know, there's my insurance. Oh, that's garbage. I don't even need that. Oh, that's for John. He did. He moved away three years ago. Like, gosh, I quit. I wish they, you know, quit reminding me of my breakup. Right. And then, um, and then. You know, and then Tristan email or mails you something and you're like, oh, my gosh, Tristan emailed or mailed me something. I can't believe it. Let me open this right now. You would if if you got that snail mail. Right. We all love it. We're like, oh, my gosh, finally, something I want to open and we forget about everything else. You know, it goes in the junk drawer. We all have that box in the kitchen, all the mail piles up in and we open Tristan's mail right then and there. We're excited. We do the exact same thing. We act the exact same way in the inbox. Oh my gosh, you know, that's the power company. Ugh, didn't I just pay that? I'll look at it later. Oh my gosh, I thought I unsubscribed from that. Um, oh my gosh, Liz Wilcox emailed me. What does she have to say this week? I have to open it right away, right? So if you can get that feeling, that's when people open. That is when people click, when people buy, Right when they know like oh this is special so in order to do that in order to become that person there's just a few things i follow something called the email staircase that's my framework so first you have a follower right somebody you know finds you on social media hears you on a podcast they get on your list then once they're on your list you turn them into a friend and then when you have a list full of friends you can basically just ask them the same way i did hey, do you want to buy this? And the right people will buy it. And you're not creating products that don't make any sense because you have a list full of friends. You know these people. So what do you need to do in order to know these people? Just three things. I think I already mentioned one. Number one, you've got to invest in your people. They have to show that, or they have to see that you are invested in them. That means, you know, saying, Hey, even if you are, you know, I was an RV travel blogger talking to retired RVs, RVers. I would say like, hey, I just invested two thousand dollars in this business. Like, whoa, this lady's serious, right? It doesn't matter what kind of business. Show that you are invested. Show you're spending time on the business. Show that you are staying up to date, right? Like, oh, I just found the latest. I just told you, you know, I got a three hundred page book. I'm clearly invested in truly knowing email so you don't have to just what tristan said i asked the question so you don't have to you know she's invested right when you invest they invest okay number two is share in a relatable way so at the beginning i was talking about fresh prints whatever whatever when i had my rv blog like do you think you can't see it but i've got in sync in the background i'm wearing a seinfeld hat you know i'm very 90s do you think I was mentioning my love of Justin Timberlake to these men in their sixties? Absolutely not. Right. Tristan, Tristan just dying over here. <laughs> I what that wasn't relatable. You know, I was maybe sharing, um, you know, my first concert was Aerosmith with my mom. I love Jerry Seinfeld, Larry David, you know, those things are relatable to that audience. So share in a relatable way. And in case that feels stressful, you're a human, or you're a human Humans want to connect with other humans. So this is actually pretty simple. Don't overthink it, babe. I know you can do it. And then number three, stay top of mind. Whatever that means for you. In Yes, in like the grand scheme, once a week, I'd love to see you doing once a week. But if you need to build that muscle, once a month is fine. Just as much think about who your person is and stay top of mind that way. So invest, share in a relatable way stay top of mind. When you do that over and over consistently with a nice welcome sequence and some newsletters, bada bing, bada boom, you're going to be off to the races. It's going to be over for everybody else.
0: I love it. Oh my gosh. So many questions. So many questions. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to put a pin in this one because I don't want to lose it. And this is a, this is a selfish question that everybody can learn from, um, open rates. Let's say, okay, people are opening, like I have a 50% open rate on my emails, I do. And for me, when my click rate is substantially lower, I'm thinking, okay, are people just opening this to then delete it? How do we know that people are actually scanning, reading, engaging with everything that we're writing when the the click rate tells us 50%, but maybe the open rate is like 2%, right? What is happening? Are they deleting it? Are they scanning? Is there something happening with the CTA? Like, what the hell, Liz? (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah. So, you know, it's not realistic to think if you have a 50% open rate, 100% of those people are going to click. Now, the way that most email service providers show it is, let's say, for simple math, Tristan has 100 people and 50% open. So 50 opened and two clicked. That is two out of a hundred, not two out of the 50 that opened. So just so that is, that's almost every email mm-hmm. service provider. Well, so that's confusing. That, yeah. Um, but it's, um, again, I, I don't want to get too technical, but that's how it is. Um, that's That's what the metrics are showing you over time. So it's not realistic to think, you know, if you've got 50 people opening, 50 people are going to click. Um, You know, people are, again, think about how you behave in the inbox when you, you know, you open your Gmail on your phone, whatever. Again, you're searching for something that you want and maybe you're behind on your inbox. So Tristan was actually right. A lot of people are probably opening and deleting (laughs) just to kind of clean it out, right? Right. Some might just even be deleting. They might be skimming for something. Nobody is reading your emails. They're skimming unless they are really like, oh, my gosh, I love Tristan so much. You know, I have to read everything. But that's a small percentage. It can get bigger, right, as you, you know, get to know your list. But in general, that's going to be a small percentage, right? But don't let that dismay you. Keep following up. Keep writing, keep showing that you're invested. And that small percentage I talked about is going to grow bigger and bigger. You're going to get those, you know, that, like I said, I had 141 people click to say they were interested in the course. Y'all, I sent that to like 3,000 people. But those, I kept those 141 people so engaged that they purchased. That was a $15,000 uh, launch. Now, I don't know about you, but if I found $15,000 lying on the street, I would run and grab it, right? Right. So it was worth that investment. Now, in order to get click rates up or to see to Tristan's question about like, are they actually reading it? There's nothing in metrics right now that can show us if we didn't have a CTA that they got to the bottom of the email. You know, you can do that on a web page. You know, you can do that on blogs. They have heat maps. There's no heat map for email. So instead... You can, you know, try to get that click rate up as much as possible, but also get replies. So this kind of goes hand in hand with what I was just talking about. It's a great segue of getting people to reply, getting to know them. You know, these are not just email addresses, these are people, you know? And so getting them to reply in the very beginning is going to help increase those open rates, increase those click rates. Um, you know, for all time, so to speak. Um, And just asking them questions at the bottom and saying things like, no, really, I want to, I want, I want you to reply, you know, not everyone is going to, but if you can pick one person up by one person, by one person, change up your topics. If you see, oh, this, this email got 5% click rate, maybe the next email, is a similar topic and you ask them to hit reply then you're talking to people they're going to definitely open up the next email they might share with their friends like oh have you seen what liz is doing you know da i love the way she acts right like you should check her out Um, there are a, a lot of retailers especially will do they'll make the button at the bottom and they'll only do one and that's a way of seeing like yes, that person definitely read through the email. But again, even if they skimmed, you can't tell that they read every word. So there really isn't any like direct way of knowing, but getting, you know, trying to get people to click, keeping it very simple and making it very obvious what you want them to do. Like making, you know, all what I do, I just hit that all caps button. Do you know where that is? I bet you do. Hit the all caps and just say, you know, click here to read my latest blog post or, you know, Mm -hmm. click here if you're interested in my course on RV maintenance, you know, Mm -hmm. um, or making GIFs that are clickable or pictures, click the GIF below, um, you know, to let me know that you're interested in this or Mm -hmm. to read the blog post, to watch the video. Videos Mm -hmm. are a great way um, to get people to click and just know that it is a long game and the better that you do it upfront, like in the welcome sequence, getting people to click and getting people to reply, the easier it will be in the newsletters. Mm-hmm.
0: And there is literally nothing more encouraging than having somebody respond to your emails when you didn't even ask for it and say, oh my gosh, this was so incredible. I had a response last week from a podcast that I put out and somebody re- reached out and said, I have never heard the information that was shared on this podcast anywhere else. Thank you so much. And you're like, fuck yeah, man, that's just like the biggest win. So I love that you mentioned that so much. And one thing I would love to hear your explanation of is what is a skimmable email because people are skimming. How do we have to write or is there a best way to write to Be relatable, act like a human while still sharing value while keeping in mind that people skim. How would you go about coaching somebody on that or, you know, directing somebody in that?
1: Yeah, again, especially for the beginners, I don't want this to feel overwhelming. Just write however the heck you're going to write. But know that just like a blog post or social media, um, you know, keep the paragraph short And I want you, when you're reading, if you're like, oh, I don't know, this seems X or this is too formal or this doesn't sound like me, read it out loud to yourself. And wherever you would pause or wherever you find yourself skipping, like you yourself are skimming, I want you to hit that enter button. And that's a new paragraph. Uh, You can do this for blog posts, for social media, things like that, because people, yeah, they're scrolling, they're looking for information, especially if they're not "Quote unquote," sold on you yet? You know, maybe they're they've only been on the list for a few months. They only open up, you know, every other email or something, making it just readable, legible. I think is the word. <laughs> uh, you know, you get what I'm saying. Um, you know, just whenever you find yourself like, oh, that's too long, just hit the enter button. If you're reading it out loud and you skip over a word delete the word. You don't need it. Right. Um. Or if you're like, it just sounds weird on your tongue. Like I say the word stoked. You might be like, I would never say that word. I don't even, and I, people still use that. Right. So if you find yourself writing that and you read it out loud to yourself, you're like, Oh, that feels weird. I wouldn't actually say that. Replace it with a word that you would say, and just know like all this information I'm giving you, practice is going to make it better. You're not going to get this right off the bat. I do not want you to not email because you're like, oh, I can't edit myself yet. Or I don't know how to get, no one's going to click on this. My open rate is so low, it doesn't matter. I haven't had a new subscriber in a month. You know, I don't want those things to uh, hinder you because the more you do it like anything else, the more you're going to be like, oh, I've, I've figured out my flow
0: yeah okay love 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 and just to kind of keep things pragmatic can we talk subject lines and can we talk nurture sequences yes how do we crush those two things
1: okay so what this is what i want to say about the subject line The subject line does not matter if you are that person in the inbox. (gasps) Tristan sent me something. Okay. I'm going to repeat. The subject line does not matter if you are that person in the inbox. Right. So think again, like the mailbox, you go out to the mailbox. The mailbox does not have a subject line. It's not like, you know, open inside for a coupon or whatever. Right. You know, it's just, oh, it's just from the sender. So when you get really good at email, people will look at the sender first. And even I want you to test this right now. Um, You know, you could pause this podcast, go like think about what, how you answer emails. You're looking at senders first, like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm looking at a picture of Barbie. So I'm going to say, Barbie, oh my gosh, I forgot that's client. I'm supposed to send that. You know, I'm going to open that one first because I know it's urgent, right? She's not looking at the subject line. You're not looking at the subject line. The subject line is the second thing people look at. So you want to really follow that email staircase. You really want to get as many replies as possible in the beginning. And we'll talk about how to do that in the nurture sequence. Get as many clicks so you become that person. Like I know for a lot of my subscribers, Like, this is me toot toot tooting my horn, like I am Liz Wilcox, it doesn't matter if I have a subject line, you're going to open it. Now you're thinking, yeah, but Liz, what about the other half of people who actually don't care about you and just want email tips, right? Okay, sure. So with the subject line, as you're building this reputation for yourself, because of course you're not just going to be that person today, awesome nurture sequence, which we're going to talk about. And with the subject line, just write it for a friend. Remember, we're trying to build friendships. We're trying to make real connections with real people. These are not email addresses. These are folks, right? These are human beings. And so just write it for a friend. So if you were writing me, listening to this podcast, what would you, what would the subject line be? it probably be like, oh, I just heard you on this podcast or great episode, or I disagreed with everything you said <laughs> or, you know, whatever your feeling is. I hope it's a good one. I hope you're feeling motivated. But think about that subject line you would write to me after listening to this episode. That would be like you were really trying to connect with one person, with a real person on the other side of the screen, right? So do that with your newsletters, with your subject lines. Uh, It's not like a blog post, right? Where We're trying to SEO it. We're not using hashtags. We're not like top tips for writing an email subject line, right? It would be like, have you tried this subject line yet? Right. I would, that's what I would literally email Tristan. If we were having a conversation in the DMS and she was like, Hey, can you send me some good subject lines? I would say, you know, have you tried this one yet? That would be the subject line of my email. Right. So really thinking about that and don't, do not, this is the ding, 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 do not stress about the subject line until after you've written the entire email. Once yes. you've written the email, yeah, we don't know the book title until the book is written, all right? Same, so thing, with Same yeah, thing with right. blogging. Same thing with blogging. Right. So don't stress, read, you know, write it out, read it out loud, and then think, you know, if I was sending this to Liz, if I was sending this to Tristan, what would the subject line be? And just put that and hit send before you chicken out. <laughs> do <it> quick, <laughs> Ch- um, do it. <laughs> yeah. it, and you'll you will you will um you will get better. It will become more naturally to you. Um, and then we want to talk about the nurture sequence, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Yes, because
0: uh, I think. There's so much overcomplicated advice on how to build your freebie sequence and your nurture sequence. We've got tripwires. We've got springboards. We've got freaking acme black holes that people fall into, right? Like it's just this crazy world of super complex backend automation funnels. So how do we simplify people coming into our email and our email list? And what is just like, how do we knock our nurture sequence out of the park?
1: Yeah, so your nurture sequence and all your emails and your brand, it really, it should just do three things. You've got to lead with some personality, your vision, and your values. Okay, that's just the market we live in, right? You got to have a little personality. There are a million and one uh, email marketers out there. It was probably a bit of my personality that you know got Tristan and I together on this episode today, right? Um, so leading with a little bit of personality, leading with your vision, sharing with your audience, what it is you want for them. Right. So in my email, and I'm going to break these into four emails and you can get them for free. I've already written them. Please steal them. Uh, <laughs> please do not, you know, Wait, make where more do work we find for these yourself.
0: Free emails. Everybody listen. <laughs>
1: Liz, Will, Liz Okay. I'll pitch myself. I'll pitch myself at the end. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm sure there's a link somewhere. Um, so leading with your vision, sharing with your people where you want them to go. So we all know that scene in Forrest Gump, right? Where he's running and I'm literally, you can't see me, but I'm literally like jogging in place right now. <laughs> um, And, you know, he's got all these followers behind him and he's in the middle of the desert, right? And he turns around and he's like, I think I'll go home now. And that's not real life. Okay. That's not how you build a following. You can't just start and Nobody knows where you're going and they're just going to blindly follow you. That's not real, right? That was a Steven Spielberg film, I think, right? That was that was Hollywood magic, folks. You have to tell people where they're going to go with you. So with me, in my very first email, I share a little bit of personality and my vision. I say as much as I love the 90s, I love the idea of you making money with email even more. So you can steal that. As much as I love X, insert a little bit of your personality I love the idea of why my vision for you even more. So what is it you want your person to do? If they're graduating from, you know, you university, like what is their degree in? Share it right there at the top. That way they know, like if they're on the right email list, right? If they don't, if they're not interested in making money with email, they're like, oh, whoops, I don't know how I got on this list. Unsubscribe, right? Or if you're, you know, a pet photographer, um, whoops I don't even have a pet like let me get out of here you know I don't know I have a lot of pet photographers in my audience (laughs) um so I'm gonna share just four emails here so the first email is just the freebie and a quick intro and I already kind of talked about this where you know whatever your freebie is or even if you don't have a freebie like I said you know I wrote something like hey, thanks for coming on my email list. You're going to get some tips. Uh, you know, by the way, I'm Liz. And, you know, I love the idea of you making uh, money with email even more than the 90s or whatever, right? And then get out of there. Remember, we're climbing an email staircase here. We're we're trying to make friends, but we're not friends yet. This is not the part of the story where you tell your story. They do not care. They want the thing, right? They want to know, they, you know, they've got the thing, or they're on the right email list. Number two is your best content. So if you have a podcast or, you know, a blog or even social media, or even if you have, you know, like I have my framework, you know, it's not anywhere on my blog or anything, I might share it there. For me, I personally make a video because I know my best content is when I'm speaking. And so I just share a quick tip on video and I say, Hey, I made you a video. You know, check it out. I'm going to give you my number one tip for email. Right. So that's your best content. The third email, and this is the, I wish I had sound effects. Ding, 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 ding. This is like, if you learn nothing else from Liz Wilcox and I know she's talking a lot, this is the thing I want you to take away. This is what I want you to do with email. In the third email or wherever. Honestly, do your thing, baby. I want you to set expectations. The same way at the top, Tristan had an intro for this episode and she talked about, oh, you know, we're gonna talk about X, Y, and Z. And Liz did this and whatever. And I think pretty sure she's probably gonna have an outro too for you where she tells you what she wants you to do, right? Setting expectations, you know, being the leader that you are. So tell them when you're going to email. I think I mentioned this, you know. Uh, I'm going to send you an email every Tuesday telling them, you know, I'm going to go live on social media, or I've got a new podcast or a new blog post up, you know, at least once a month. And then this, and this is where a lot of people really mess up. And this is what I really want you to put somewhere, anywhere. Oh my gosh, for the love of your business, put this. I am going to offer you free and paid products, free and paid resources, free and paid services. On your journey to whatever the hell it is you do, right? This takes them, especially if you're building your list uh, from freebies or something like that, it takes you from, you know, oh, I'm getting a lot of this free value, right? That welcome sequences tend to be, they tend to over deliver to, oh, Tristan's a business, Liz is a business, Michelle is a business, right? It just flips a switch in the back of their mind that oh, they're going to offer me free and paid resources. And then the genius part of this, the real psychological part is when you do send out a sales email, you are actually fulfilling the promise you said that you would, right? You're you're telling them up front, I'm going to sell to you. Then when you do, you suddenly become more trustworthy because you did the thing you said you were going to do, right? When you say you're going to send out you know, on the third Monday of every month and you do, you're fulfilling a promise. You're becoming more trustworthy just by actually doing the things you need to do in your business, right? Mm. No extra work required. So please, please, please put that. And then the last one, this is when if they've gotten to the fourth email, um, you know, they're starting to warm up to you. They really want to know more this is where you can share some of your story. This is where you share the big why. This is where, you know, why I got into doing what I do. For me, I shared it at the beginning. I had that crazy course rate conversion. Everyone was like, no way in hell you had that. And I was like, girl, it's not even that hard. Let's do this. So that's, that is that is what part of my story. So that is where I share it. And I save it for the end because at first, again, they're not our friends. They just want the thing that we promised them. They want to know that we have some value And we have to set expectations. And then we can say like, hey, this is actually why I do what I do. Hopefully that jives with you. That's sharing a little bit of our value system that I talked about earlier. And you're off to the races.
0: Oh, my gosh. I don't know what we're missing from this. I feel like we hit literally everything. What are we missing from this conversation? I asked all of my questions and you gave the best answers and it just like clicked in the most intuitive way. So thank you for that. What's the last, is there anything missing from this conversation that you're like, oh, didn't touch on that. Let's
1: talk about this. Um. Well, I just love email and I just want you to get going. So if all of this, if you're like, okay, but I don't know what this actually like tangibly looks like, right. you know, you just mentioned these four emails, you talk about how to get people to click. How do I get people to reply. Like I literally wrote all of this for you so you can get it. This is where I'm pitching myself. And <laughs> so get it's a perfect segue. It. Thanks. So you, can, it. <laughs> you can go to LizWilcox.com. Wilcox.com in the top right-hand corner. There's actually a hot pink button. You can't miss it. It says free email swipes and in it, you're actually going to get everything we covered. Like Holy crap! This was perfectly set up. Thanks, Tristan. You guys need to give her a five star <laughs> review. Pause it. Give her a five star review. She set me up so I'm beautifully. like that. <laughs> so you're gonna get all those welcome emails I talked about. They're already written. You can take and make them your own. And then you're not only that, you're gonna get three newsletter examples. Uh, one to show you how to get clicks. One to show you how to get replies. And number three, one to show you how to get people to buy something. And on top of that but wait, there's more. You're going to get 52 subject lines already written for you that have garnered me 40% open rate or higher. So everything we talked about today, the nurture sequence, subject lines, how to get people to actually open and care about your emails. You get all of those already written for you, templatized so you can plug and play. That's completely for free at LizWilcox.com.
0: Um, I'm sorry just bomb drop everybody like stop everything you're doing go click the hot pink button and download I'm going to like I'm like oh good right now. where's the hot pink button I'm coming for you Liz I appreciate you and your time so much this has been an epic conversation we covered a lot of ground and still kept it very approachable and digestible which is not easy to do and so I just respect your teaching style and your just overall personality I think it's just absolutely
1: incredible thank you so much I really do mean it when I say I freaking love email and it changed my life we didn't get too much into my story but I grew up very poor and when I realized I could click a button and send an email and make money I was like move over just Jeff, Jeff Bezos mm-hmm. like y'all these rich folks been lying and so I really do <laughs> like to you know, uncomplicate, like untangle the knot that is email marketing. And I can't wait to do that for you and uh, you listening at home. Thank you so much.
0: Well, everybody listening, go click, go click the hot pink button. That will be in the show notes. (laughs) And thank you so much, Liz, for your time. This was an awesome combo.
1: Yeah, thank you so
0: much. All right, fam, that is a wrap on today's episode and conversation with Liz. I feel like I need to cue in the soundtrack from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, but I won't do that because, hey, I've got my own soundtrack. So we're gonna ride that puppy all the way through to the end and definitely make sure that you snag Liz's freebie where she gives you those 52 subject lines. She gives you a nurture sequence. I mean, those things alone are worth hundreds of dollars. I have literally purchased templates that are worth hundreds of dollars on those particular topics. So the fact that Liz is giving this to you for free is a huge value add and just a huge sign of the type of entrepreneur that Liz is. So go snag that freebie, definitely check out Liz's website because she has a ton of additional free resources on there. Go check her out on socials, become one of her BFFs because she is just such an awesome resource for anyone looking to leverage email marketing for their business growth and just to connect with their audience in general. That is all I have for you this week. Thank you so much as always for tuning in. I never take for granted the fact that you listen, that you tune in, that I'm in your ears for an hour. What an honor. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Now I am forever cheering you on. I am here to see you reach big heights, reach those new goals that you have. Now here comes that signature sign off. Go pursue that big impact and big income that you're after.